All right. Hey, Kevin, welcome to the Pints and Passing Podcast. Thank you so much for taking time out of your night. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, bro. Appreciate it, man. Uh, and there we go. We got uh, Mr. Porter on and Mr. Patterson, DJ, and Ian. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you coming on. As always, for the time and effort you guys spend with the podcast, thank you so much. Yeah, How's man. your guys' day? What you all up to? Just chilling right now. Chilling. Uh, it yeah, it's pretty 9 o'clock here. <laughs> we had rain today, so we just uh, finished up a couple coatings, and that was all I did. Kevin, where are you out of? Uh, New Milford, Connecticut. Hmm. Yeah, it, it rained. How long did it rain at, back home in Tulsa? Uh, it only day. rained about half the day, righty? No, it wasn't all the whole day, was it? Well, close. It was a good majority. Yeah, you're right. It was a good majority of the day. So did you guys get anything done with the rain? Yeah, I actually took a three-hour nap. <laughs> I sure did. Nice. Kevin, it rained up there too, you said? Yeah, most of the day today. Cool, cool. All right, so Kevin, tell us who you are. What's All the name right. of your company? Uh, my name is Kevin Awalt. I'm the owner of Arkham Shine Auto Detailing Studio located in New Milford, Connecticut. Uh, tell us about New Milford. I mean, that sounds like a mega metropolis, slightly larger than where Ian's from. Mm, not really. It's a very farm town type city. Um, it's in the middle of nowhere. Very difficult to get to, but, you know, it's fun. <laughs> uh, so Ian, what size town are you from? Uh, Queen is about 10, 11,000 roughly. Kevin? Um, I'd probably say probably about the same ten to twelve thousand. Nice. Not very, not very big. Very spread out. Lots of farms. Lots of people with, you know, garages hidden underground that nobody knows about. Which is why I like it. <laughs> yeah. So Ian's talked about in the past on why he likes being from a small town. What do you like about being from a small town? Well. Um, I mean, I like it because people cars they can tell you they drive that kind. Of, they're not only consumed with how it, it looks. Want to be able to. Whereas, hey, hey, Kevin, sorry, bro. We're. It's really cutting out. DJ Ian, can you guys hear him okay, or is it just me? No, no it's, it's cutting, cutting out, out a little bit. Yeah, yeah it's cutting out for me, too. Okay, try that again. Said, um, I mean, I like it because, you know, we do border, you know, major areas. I mean, we're pretty close to the, uh, to the quote, Gold Coast. Um, and, you know, people, they're not necessarily concerned with – having you know having these nice cars that they can tell people they have they have these huge collections that nobody knows about basically <laughs> you know everybody's kind of everybody's kind of self-made and everybody just has the cars that they like and you know they drive them and take care of them and you know it's not about it's not about proving it's not about proving it to anybody else it's about you know getting the cars they want and keeping them looking good Right on, right on. All right, so, Ian, did you grab the beer? I did, I did. That a boy. Hey, <laughs> round of applause, round of applause for Mr. Porter. <laughs> All right, so tell us, Kevin, you specifically sent us a beer. Very grateful. That's really badass. Thank you for grabbing beer and sending it to us. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. What beer did you bring? What, what beer did you want for tonight? Uh, well, the one that I got is a beer called Ma. It's from a brewing company out of Massachusetts called Treehouse Brewing. And, um, you know, they're very big into this microbrew, um, you know, limited release um, situation that's kind of going on, <laughs> I guess, in the United States right now. And, uh, you know, a friend of mine sent me up there to grab him some IPAs and I'm not a huge fan of IPAs myself, so this was one of the releases that they had that day. So I figured, you know, let's get you guys something a little bit different than what you can just kind of go down to the local store and grab. So, 
it's a uh, red ale or an Irish ale. Um, and uh, I've had a couple of them myself and, you know, they're pretty good. Very good, man. Ian. Yeah. Have you, have, Ian, have you had a chance to drink one yet? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sipping on it. Yeah. What do you think? It's good. Uh, it honestly reminds me of something, but I don't know. It may, I might be going crazy, but I feel like I've, I don't know. It tastes familiar. I guess is what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's familiar in the sense of the ale part. Like it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's almost seems like a traditional farmhouse type ale, yeah. sort of like a tank seven. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like that's exactly what I taste this beer is the, is the tank seven. Yeah. Which is a great beer from Boulevard. Wonderful beer. Well, good choice, bro. We've all so far, we've all enjoyed it. All right, let's good. hop I'm in. Glad. Like, tell us your story. Who are you? Um, and we're going to get into some name stuff. We're going to get into some social media. We'll get into a couple different things. Give us just a quick snippet. Who is Kevin? All right. Um, I've been, you know, I pretty much, I would say I officially started detailing as soon as I had my first car, but you know, probably even going back beyond before that, I would take my, all my matchbox cars when I was a kid and take my mom's clear coat nail polish and coat them all with nail polish. So, you know, I've, I've been coating cars my entire life, I guess. <laughs> um, you know, and then as far as actually so, using uh, detail. Did you have like a, clear, like a collection of those cars or what? No, or did you I just mean, happen I, to have a couple? I just had a couple, and I, I still one of them survived, and I have it in my office, you know, at my shop. And, um, you know, I mean, I guess I started, you know, detailing when I was 15, a week after I had my first car. I had, you know, turtle wax, zip wax, and, you know, whatever wax was on the shelf from, uh, I don't even remember what store I got it from at this point, but, uh, started doing it then friends started to ask me to do it and from there i mean my story is kind of pretty cliche i detailed in friends cars in high schools in high school and in college and um at some point decided that i wanted to do it as a career and uh from there i started mobile in 2004 opened up my first brick and mortar in 2008 Sold that in 2012. Um, I managed a studio for um, I managed a studio for about a year or so in another part of Connecticut, but we ran into some issues, some legal issues with the town, so that closed down. And I opened up. Yeah, I was afraid we were going to lose him. He was popping in and out so much. Oh goddamn! All right, so I'll try to get him back on. Uh, here's what would be fun. All right, so he mentioned he had Max Bosch cars. What was your, like, earliest childhood toy that you remember? Ugh. Man. Shit. That's tough, man. <laughs> I definitely remember for me was Star Wars, which might be why I'm still such a Star Wars guy. Like, having the Millennium Falcon and having a little uh, Ewok house where the you know, take the little Ewoks up and around and have little battles. I remember that. That was that was about the earliest childhood toy I remember. I'm, you guys I'm didn't have stumped, man. I'm thinking it may have been like my brother's GI Joe and He Man collection. Ooh, because like my brother had the fucking castle and everything. Like it was real deal, Holyfield. Nice. Well, and if not, all right, back on, back on. <laughs> Some sort of a, so. What gaming system was it? Probably well, the earliest one I'm going to remember is freaking Nintendo. Yeah, NES. So Kevin, when you hopped off, that's we we kind of thought it might happen because it seemed like it was going in and out. So if it does again, just click that link and you'll hop back in. Okay. You had mentioned you had Matchbox car, so we were going around talking about our earliest childhood toy that we remember. <laughs> uh, so, Ian, your your first game. What do you what What do you remember as your first game on the NES that you remember playing? Oh, bro, uh, 
man, just I don't. It's probably cliche, but probably super. You know, Mario, one of the Mario Brothers games. Well, it came with it. Yeah. <laughs> it came with that and Duck Hunt. Yeah, Duck Hunt. Was <laughs> yeah, God, that was a good game. Yeah, definitely. I played a ton of that, and then we, I think we talked about that on one of the shows, right? Like, and then for me, it was Mike Tyson's Punch Out. That was the oh, that was yeah, the next big one. Classic. Yeah. My favorite Nintendo series is Metroid. I love those games. Yeah, those are good. <laughs> I did, I never got into it, and I don't know why. I never yeah. got into Metroid. For all the first-person shooter games, I was always big into like the race car games. I should have. What was that, DJ? Okay, I was always big in the race car games. Like, remember the first Need for Speed? Anybody? The Need for Speed. No one played Need for Speed at all. I'm just. No, I didn't play Need for Speed. I played Excite Bike. Man. (laughs) Oh yeah, that was. Where you could build your own track. What was that you said? Is it cutting out on my end then? I'm I'm getting a lot of. What was the uh? What was that motorcycle thing where you could build your own track? Is that what you were just talking about? Yeah, that's Excite Bike. Yeah, Excite Bike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah, build your own track and go race. Cool. Yeah. All right, so you've been going at it. Um, I mean, how's you, you pretty much just decided to make a career of it, but what was it? Like you said that you just detailed your own car, but what was it that drew you in? Like, why did you want to detail your own car? Um, I mean, you know, I just kind of wanted it, well – at the time, I was, uh, you know, I was training in uh, martial arts, and all of my instructors at the time were, you know, early to mid twenties, and this was nineteen ninety three, ninety four. So they all had, you know, Mustang five point and you know, Iroxes, and they all took care of them really well. So I wanted to impress them <laughs> with my shiny new car. <laughs> And what'd you so have? I had a 84 Mustang LX. That was my first car. DJ, what was your first car? My first car was a, was it an 89 or 90 Blazer? It was oh, two-tone. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> two-tone because one, I got wrecked it, so I had like a black panel <laughs> and a white panel, and the rest was nice. blue. <laughs> Those, yeah, three-tone. Awesome. Ian, first car? Shit brown 1994 Crown Victoria, baby. Woo! Crown Vic, yeah. That's why I'm so gangster, bro. Crown Victorias, man. I just love them. Oh, yeah. Bigger cars. (laughs) Uh, So, how big were you in high school? Uh, I graduated uh, at 285. So, I was still. Yeah, but six what? Six five? Oh, six, yeah, about six three. So I grew a few inches out, out of, outside of high school. Excuse me. Three, almost two and a half, rolling into Crown Vic, huh? Yeah. Nice. That's scary, man. Yeah, my first. I would mess with my you. first car. <laughs> my dad had bought a car like a like a a Bronco two or something for my sister, and. He said that we were going to go pay, finish off paying, paying that off, and we just pulled up to this dealership, and they were like, and it was it was this little place called Rocket Motors, which is just outside of Tulsa. Isn't that in? Isn't that by you, Ian? That's yeah, that that's there? the one that Ricky Sellers yeah. works at, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And um, <laughs> it just kind of surprised me with this, an '86 S10. It was red. I remember it had chrome rims, and that was about the only cool. It had a decent stereo system with the little button that you push, and the face pops off. Yeah. Did you guys have that? Where then you could like put your your face of your CD player into a little plastic container. Yeah, so you could take it with you, so people would. Yeah, man, that's so you didn't exactly. Yeah, so you would. Yeah, exactly. Legit, dude. Still on tape player in '84, so we didn't have I didn't have CD player yet. Awesome, awesome. All right, so this is what I think will be fun. All right, Ian, I think you've told us your story, but why did you pick, like, go back into it. Like, I know you got a brown beard that is, like, barely, like, a half an inch long. So how did you pick the name? brown beard, okay. 
Oh. How'd you pick your name and why? Uh, so, there's not like a whole lot to it, but honestly, I just, when I walk into a room, more or less, I stand out and I have a very brandable image. So, I just kind of use that as my methodology, I guess, behind picking the name and the, the whole logo and everything that I did because I wanted to be... I wanted to be different uh, a lot. You know, there's a lot in our industry that people use the, the cliche car silhouettes and whatnot. And I mean, I, I get it, but uh, I didn't want to be that person. I wanted to stand out from that. So this was my way of doing it. All right. DJ. Um, I mean, mine's a no-brainer. We're, we had to go, wanted to go for a, a green name because of our, you know, how we run our business with waterless and eco-friendly plant-based products and so forth. So Eco Green was was a was was definitely fitting for the company. All right, so I ask all those glad Kevin hopped back on. Like Kevin, you've got a pretty unique uh, name. Tell us about yeah. it and. Um, you know, each each of the guys, and most people pick a name that, like DJ was specifically like towards eco and waterless. Uh, Ian was about, you know, who he is as a person. How'd you pick the name Arkenshine? Um, I've been a huge Batman fan my Fuck, whole life. I knew it. I knew I was right. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, it just, I wanted to kind of, you know, I wanted to kind of show that. I, you know, I wanted to pick something, you know, a little bit, more unique than a lot of the uh you know i didn't necessarily want to relate it to like you know reflection or mirror or anything like that so you know i picked it as something that meant a lot to me that i could kind of you know really get behind and that's basically it and uh you know it's the uh insane asylum in batman mythology and so that's the way i look at it <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> yeah, so how does the insane asylum revolt? Like, how do you work that? Because, right, I think you showed some pictures to me one time. I met you first at Mobile Tech or SEMA. I don't remember. Yeah. And um, and then this last Mobile Tech, we chatted a little bit because I stole your beer to take a picture with it. <laughs> and, and you were like, why'd you do that? And I was like, oh, we have this podcast. I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, but you've got like a whole, don't you have like the whole gate? To the Arkham, yeah, and same asylum and all that. Like, tell us, like, you went full out with it. Yeah. Um. So you know, my front entrance, it's uh, very, very similar to the gate that you'll see, you know, in the comic book or even on the television show. Um. You know, you walk inside. I've got kind of like a mix of, uh, you know, detailing products and Batman memorabilia, and I've got a big mural uh, painted on the wall. And, um, you know, we refer to the, we refer to the work floor as the operating room. Um, so, you know, we kind of, we, we, we did kind of, it, it, it allowed us to kind of go all in, you know, and even, um, even beyond, you know, like the Batman thing I've got, because originally Arkham was a fake city that HP Lovecraft created for, uh, his stories in like the 1920s. And I have a, um, a degree from Arkham um, Miskatonic University in Arkham, Massachusetts, hanging on the wall. So, Damn, okay, <laughs> it allowed me to really kind of, really kind of get it, go, go all out with it. Ian, what are your thoughts? I like it. It's different. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, I'm not a huge DC fan, but I'm not going to hate. Uh, I like it. It's different, you know. So I appreciate that. Yeah. So when you're thinking name, like, what was it in you that made you decide not to go traditional and you went, like, I know you said why, but, like, really what what inside of you made you just go, okay, screw it, I'm going against mainstream and I'm going with, like, a comic book type theme for a detail shop? Uh, it, it's, it made it a lot easier to make the image a part of, like, an extension of myself, well, you know, I mean, if you, you know, talk to my 
friends, they refer to me as Batman. And, you know, the CEO of G Technic refers to me as Batman. And, you know, so <laughs> it's kind of like built into my personality. So this kind of it's it, it's easily to make it an extension of my personality versus, you know, something that's just kind of being named for what I'm doing, you know, versus having it be a part of me. So do you ever take pictures in like a Batman costume and like show up to work? Like no, nope. I'll take down. No, no. Damn it. <laughs> everybody, everybody asked me that. Everybody <laughs> asked me that. And the reason being is if I'm going to put on the outfit, I'm going to go and fight crime in it. <laughs> like yeah. it's gotta be, it's, it's <laughs> gotta be thing. absolutely, you know, legit bulletproof, you know, grappling gun armor. <laughs> if I'm going to put it on. <laughs> I like it. So if we invent that, are you really going to go try and, like, stop somebody robbing a bank? Yeah, probably. Awesome! Ian, <laughs> Ian, I know what we're going to do tonight. Yep. <laughs> oh, so yeah, if that, you guys I know deliver, if you guys deliver me a functional already. suit, I will, I will wear it. What cartoon was that I just quoted? Can you guess? I know what we're going to do tonight. No. Take over the world. It was with that, like, little, those little mouse. What was it? What was that? Pinky Had those little brain? mouse. Pinky in the brain. Oh, Pinky Hell in the brain. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ever. That was one of the best. That definitely was one of the best. All right. Kevin has bounced back off, but he knows to click the link and hop back in. Let's talk about this beer. Like, I, I drank it earlier. Ian mocked me. Called me a drunken alcoholic. Yes, because you are. Because it was like 10 o'clock in the morning. Thank you. It was not 10 o'clock. It was like 9.30. Okay, you're right. It was 9.30, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was drinking coffee, and he's like, hey, you want to open it now? I got to catch a plane. I'm like, all right, man. Might as well. So I admit I I tasted it at about 9.35. I I had to, right, because I couldn't take it on the plane. Kevin, welcome back. Did I lose you guys? Uh, yeah, it's fine. It's all good, man. He uh, didn't miss much. Marty just yeah, battling on. <laughs> we were getting into the beer, and I had to drink it super early. Oh, that's right. Because I caught a fl- plane out to Vegas. Marty couldn't wait for the podcast, so he drank it about nine thirty this morning. Yes. Oh, I'm on my. I'm on my. That's how, that's how... <laughs> All right. So what did I like nice. when I tasted it? I I smelled like as I was about to drink it. I smelled hops, and I went, "Oh shit, this is not going to be good." But once and, and once I, you know, it, it's in there, I'm tasting it and I'm like, okay, it's all right. And but when I, when I drink it and I would use the word swallow if I wasn't made fun of. So <laughs> I bet you did. I did. <laughs> DJ was in drinking coffee and I swallowed. So the way it goes. Wow. Sweet mother of God. I, I, I was expecting like a bittery, harsh taste and it was so smooth. Like yeah. I was, I was, I was very surprised at how smooth the beer went down. Well, that's you know that's one of the reasons why I'm not a huge fan of IPAs. I just you know the the the, the hoppiness is just overpowering in most of them, and you know I listen to my friends like rant and rave on about like all these different things that they taste, and all I can taste is like grain. So you know. This definitely does have a little bit of that, but it's not as harsh, and I like it because of that. It's still got that. It's still got that ale quality to it. Oh yeah, it's, it's definitely ale. DJ, what do you think when you when you taste it? What do you what do you got going through your mouth? It was great. <laughs> uh, it was great. Like it's just that that really bold, rich flavor. I mean, and like you said, it. You know, at first you might think it's gonna have that really that IPA taste at the end, but it just was super smooth. Um, but it reminded me a lot of like Tang Seven, which is one of my favorite beers too. So it's it was definitely enjoyable. I wish I don't know we can't get it here. I don't think can we? You oh, can. Yeah, you I've can, never seen it here. You can before. come to Massachusetts and wait a line for an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, I'm good, man. So. <laughs> Did you really wait an hour? It was definitely and a half? nice. To, yeah. Damn. Bro, that's awesome. You should have put your Batman suit on. You could have jumped a yeah. line, dude. <laughs> well, you guys haven't made it for me yet. That's true. Uh, that's right. I forgot about that's that. True. Ian was going to start tonight. He was going to yeah. start working on it. I know it's on eBay somewhere. So the next... Uh, I know you have a sewing machine. Yeah. Amazon next, has everything. The next time it comes around, you know, once I have the suit, I'll go up in the suit and get it. Okay. All right. Man, just let us yeah, know. Yeah, my wife's rolling her eyes at me. <laughs> 
<laughs> so what was the fascination early on with Batman? Like, what? why? Why Batman? Yeah, was it it's... the darkness of it? Was it the superhero of him? Was it the, the I mean, childhood craziness? Like, what was it about Batman that drew you to him? It's, I, I can't really even remember. It's, you know, it's like my fascination goes, you know, back beyond the point of, being able to remember specifically why, you know, I mean, I watched the sixties Adam West Burt Ward show all the time. Man, that's like asking any kid why he likes superheroes. They're just badass, man. What kind of answer do you want? Well, cause the next question was going to be to you, Mr. Porter, oh, Batman or Superman and why? Oh my God. You better answer this properly. <laughs> Uh, I mean, honestly, there's it's not a competition. I'm not trying to hate, but it's Superman. But uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, and why? What? And why? Why Superman? Superman? Come on, dude. He's from another planet. He's strong. He's got abilities. Batman. And as much as I respect him, he's just a rich guy. He's a rich white mm. dude that has a has a suit. <laughs> Hating on the rich white guy. Not hating the rich, on rich white dude with his suit. <laughs> hating on his own. Clothes. Yes. <laughs> rich white men with suits. <laughs> DJ Batman or Superman? Um, I mean, I like Batman. I'm not really huge on like all the, you know, DC and all. I mean, I'm just not really a big Marvel and all that. I've never been really interested in it too much, but like growing up, my dad always had Batman on in the mornings. So naturally, that's my answer. What's your favorite character then? Yes. That a boy. <laughs> Ian, Ian, favorite character? Uh, it's going to definitely be Marvel because I'm a Marvel guy and it's going to be Hulk all day long. Nice. Yeah, I can see that. Why is that? Because he's big and exactly strong like and me. tall. He's a badass green. motherfucker. He's always angry. Exactly. Oh, there okay. you go. There's the tie right there. That's the tie. That He's always though. angry. Always angry. Is it part of being green or, or red? Kind of the same concept? Yeah. He understands the struggle. That's... Yeah. Funny, funny. All right. So we wanted to tonight, uh, Kevin, I was, you know, I said, hey, you know, what's Kalora like? I think he got kicked. I think he got off. Again. Oh, did he get kicked out again? Damn, really? Yeah. Hmm. Just to click back in, so hopefully. All right, so we got the home. DJ, you don't know any characters? What about, I think DJ's character is that guy, like the stretchy arm guy. Oh, Mr. Who's Fantastic. It? Why is that? Mr. Fantastic, yeah. Well, because you're tall and skinny. This guy's tall and skinny. Oh, that's <laughs> a horrible analogy, but all right. I mean, what, you you were going with the Hulk because he's big and mean and angry. Well, no, because he's badass. Like you piss him off, he just gets bigger and stronger. And he's like, if you follow the comic books, there's a couple different versions. You got Red Hulk, then you have his son Scar, and then you have the World Breaker Hulk, and he's like one of the baddest characters in all of comic books. Period. Huh. You know, he his strength rivals that of the main character that comes out in the new Marvel movie, Thanos. Oh, he could beat Thanos. Oh, no, he could, but with the <laughs> Infinity Gauntlet, he's not going to beat him. I don't care yeah. how strong he is. I like it. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> nope. Yeah. So you read comic books all growing up? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Both of you, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I still, I still have... do. I still have my uh, my whole little chest full of them. Uh, a bunch of them were hand-me-downs, but then I had my own collection. I still got them all. Uh, what? Oh, man, and I say that, and I can't believe I forgot them. I say Hulk. He's definitely still, like, top three, but I might actually have to change my answer to Ghost Rider because I have a shitload of Ghost Rider comic books. Which Ghost Rider? Oh. Uh, okay. Now you in particular. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't. I, is, is that is that the guy from the movie? Uh, who was it? Uh, Cage was, or yeah, Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Well, that was Johnny Blaze. Yeah. Well, yeah. Johnny Blaze would be. I mean, he's obviously probably the more popular of them. So. 
So there was more than one. There was more than one Ghost Rider. Yeah. Yeah, just like there's more than one. Well, Green Lantern. There's more than one Captain. Was Marvel or Captain Fantastic or whatever? I mean, Maybe that's why I never got in the comic books. Too many fuckers. I couldn't remember who they were. Yeah, you got to be like an A, B, and C of each one. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Hmm. All right, so Kevin, we wanted to talk. When I reached out to you, you, you know, you, I was like, "Hey, man, what are you passionate about? What is it that's on your mind?" Um, and and you mentioned. You really want to talk about the pluses and minuses of social media for our industry. Yeah. And we've talked social media and we'll probably talk it 15 other times, you know, as we continue to go on. Um, but, but why, you know, what, what is it about social media that, uh, that you say is beneficial? Like what is it that in social media that's beneficial for our industry? Um, well, I mean, for the industry, it's just, I, I don't think that the industry would be where it is right now without social media. I really don't. Um, you know, I think it's given those of us that, you know, take the industry seriously, a definitive platform to kind of like showcase our work and showcase our knowledge where, you know, we're not like, I don't want to say like fighting for search engine optimization, but you know, we can have this open kind of like dialogue. Um, yeah, no, you would be fighting. I mean, the way it used to be was build a website, post your photos, and then you had to learn how to do Google AdWords, either pay or, you know, have organic reach yep. and be able to get your, your, yourself up in Google. So if somebody searched auto detailing in Tulsa, you know, who's going to pop up first. Right. Um, and this gives a, a lot more avenues for somebody to, like you said, I like the word use showcase. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's an easy platform. And I mean, what we do, it's a, it's a visual business, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a show like, you know, no matter what you're doing from, you know, the most basic wash to, you know, a $3,000, you know, total, correction and coding package the final result is a show that you're putting on and it allows us to kind of you know extend that idea and i mean i know i know personally that if like i i wouldn't be where i am in the industry without it you know not only you know not only personally as far as like my client base but just even you know professionally with the connections that i've made um, you know, it's, 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 it's created almost like this brotherhood for anybody that does kind of really buy into it and it allows us. And he's gone. No. All right. So DJ, what, uh, what, what benefit ha have you seen for our industry? For the industry? Mm -hmm. Um, just the camaraderie, like everyone kind of coming to, being able to come together, um, and reach out so easily. Um, and you're just really not in the dark. Um, you know, about what you're doing in your business and so forth. So that's how I like how I use it for the industry is just really uh, reaching out to guys and, you know, just, you know, either uh, shooting advice back and forth or asking questions about business or um, I don't know, just stuff like that for the, for the industry. And it, it just kind of solidifies it to um, our industry. Just, you know, that it's just not something we do for fun. It's, it's, it can be done as a, a serious business. So, just all different types of ways. Ian, what's your thoughts? Uh, kind of in line with Kevin uh, Arkham. Uh, it's just another resource, another tool to help our our business. Yeah. So let's go specific then, like into our own business then. I'm glad you mentioned that. Ian, what, what specifically in your business have you seen a benefit uh, from social media and what drew it? Like, why? Um, I think one is it, it, you know, of course, it's just another. So because it's another tool, it, it's also another avenue for exposure. Uh, that would definitely be one. And then I have, because of Facebook, I have a lot of people when individuals share my posts and whatnot, that obviously creates more exposure. But because of that. Uh, I get people that will, you know, Facebook message me and whatnot. Hey, what does the detail cost? Or, hey, I see you talking about ceramic coatings. You know, what is that? Blah, blah, blah. 
you know, so it, it gives me another chance to not only get in front of somebody, but to also educate them uh, about detailing in general, but specifically, you know, ceramic coatings, because that's obviously one of those things that I try to market a lot, but it's also pretty hot right now in our industry. So you don't say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> DJ, what about you specifically for your business? Have you seen a benefit from social media? Um, just exposure that, that immediate in your face exposure. I mean, especially when you're um, putting, putting money into it and being strategic on the back end, as far as Facebook ads go and Instagram ads, I mean, you can really generate some good money um, with that. So we do a lot of online booking, which is a lot of our ads are, are, based on that. So, you know, we're booking appointments, you know, in our sleep on the weekends, like without even having to pick up the phone and answer, you know, questions and so forth. So being able to put the message out that you want to your client at the frequency you want to do it and the actual certain type of client you want to Boom. provide that information to, it's just so beneficial. Like I, that's, I mean, without social media, like, I don't think I'd want to do this. It'd be yeah. hard. I mean, you got to go out and talk to people. And I mean, Ian and I both have, you know, our trucks are wrapped really vibrantly. Like you can't miss us in traffic and, you know, we have rolling billboards. Um, but, you know, without social media, I mean, it's, yeah. it's just really tough to really get your name out Dude, that I'll, quick. I mean, who you want to get it out to. About coatings. Like I couldn't imagine trying, trying no. to come up straight detailing now. Like that would be fucking difficult. Oh, absolutely. Dude, like that's. Yeah, I love yeah. social media for business, man. It's, I, I love yeah. it. I mean, so Kevin, you mentioned that. Oh, go ahead, DJ. Sorry. Mm. That no, that was that was oh. me. I mean, I thought. Oh, I, okay. I lost my I lost my thought. What were you? <laughs> so last. So I was gonna you catch it, catch it. You said you said that uh, there were specific connections that helped you via social media to get you where you were, like. What specifically are they? And I mean, what, what do you think, what do you think generated that? So like somebody that's listening and they see you and you and you say that you made a connection via social media. Okay, cool. How did that happen? And what did you do to make it happen? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say that I did anything specific, but you know, through social media, I've, you know, it's, it's obviously helped me land the position that I do have with G-Technic North America. Um, it's allowed me to, you know, work directly with companies, you know, like Rupus by, you know, having kind of like this open dialogue with people like Jason and, you know, Dylan and, um, you know, Todd Helm and all those guys, um, you know, and those are probably two of the, you know, two of the biggest, um, kind of resources that I have to just, you know, kind of be able to connect with, you know, those organizations and be a part of, yeah, you know, those organizations. Um, you know, it kind of gives you, it kind of gives you that, um, like as, as these names are kind of, you know, starting to embed themselves more in the general public's knowledge you know if, if if you can show that you have a direct connection to them and that you can speak well about them and you know th they know all the same people that you know it it gives you a level of credibility that <laughs> i just you know i don't think would have been possible um you know going back and he's gone no god damn yeah, I don't know. I don't understand why his connection's bad. But it's what it is. Hey, so uh, I had a couple good meetings today. Uh, we'll yep. talk about it uh, towards the end. We've got a couple pretty decent spots that I think might work out. Um, for those of you that are listening. live broadcast in, yeah. in Vegas. Yeah, to do a live broadcast in Vegas during SEMA. That's the goal. All right, Kevin, you're back on. Cool. I, I, we can transition back to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good, bro. Just keep clicking the link. You'll come back in. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to ask, um, you know, you. there are a handful of detailers. Like, that's why I really want to know your full story. Like, so you told us about how you got into detailing, you, you know, in this shop, you sold out, you're back to the, you know, now you got Arkham Shine. 
But I mean, how does a detailer that, you know, you're cleaning cars, you're working, I mean, how, like, how'd you get pulled in and, and get joined in with G Technique? And then you mentioned Rupert, like, how does a shop that somebody's working, like, how does that happen? Um, it's, you, you just put your, you know, you just put yourself out there, you know, it's, and you don't, you don't come across, you know, like begging, but, you know, ask, that's what I tell people, you know, like a lot of the, um, you know, I've never officially worked for Hello? Rupas directly. Hello. Yeah, I can hear you. You know, but I've, uh, yeah, we can hear him, Marty. but I've, you can hear him. You yes. can hear me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but you know, I've represented. Yeah, I can't hear him at all. Let him talk, Marty. Hush. <laughs> okay, but I won't know when he's done. We'll let you. Know. Okay, let me know. <laughs> but it might not be recording on our end. Yeah, remember no, we had this problem uh, like two weeks. Yeah, ago. we had this problem. Hey, Kevin, hang yeah. up and and hop back in again. All right, hold on. Fucking anchor, man. I know, but hey, listen, I'm in Vegas. You're in Podunk. DJ's in B. In Bitch, I BA. got good Wi-Fi. Oh, you do? Yeah. I'm not in like you in could. BFE, dude. You're not? No. You're in BFO? Shut up. What, fucking up. Oklahoma? All right. Can everybody hear me now? Yeah, we're good, bro. Okay. I should it back up again so hopefully it works all good um, all right so go back so well, you got cut off when you said you're not begging so i'm guessing you reached out were you using g technique and then you reached out to him or how'd that go um with with g technique the um that was kind of uh that that's a really really long long story but um you know, it was, it, it basically was through just, you know, doing what I do, getting known as somebody that does reputable work and then just kind of like being approached when, you know, a company, when, when they decided that they wanted to start making a push here in the United States. And I was lucky enough that, you know, when they first, uh, when Rob Earl, the guy that owns you technic over in the UK, um, when he decided to launch here in the United States, the first people that um, really kind of took it on were in Connecticut. So, you know, and it was really easy for me to join up with them just because of the location. Okay. So it just kind of worked out pretty, pretty yeah. nice for you. Sort of like was just in the cards to happen. Right. Um, and then, you know, I just kind of, leveraged you know leverage that to gain other connections within the industry and you know with rupus i've never kind of a, i've never officially worked for them but i've certainly represented them at you know mobile tech um i've been a set of hands for them at you know different events here on the east coast and you know now i'm the northeast rep for g technic and you know it's just it's it's just a matter of making known what you're trying to do with your career. You know, a lot of guys all day in and out <laughs> are just posting pictures of before and after shots. And if that's what you want to do, great. But if you want to do something more, you have to post something more. <laughs> right. You know, you got to put, you got to put something else out there. Huh? Cool. So what's a negative? So like what you, you mentioned, you want to talk about positive. What's a negative? What's a negative for our industry and even a negative for your business has happened because of social media. Um, well, I mean, the negative for the business is, you know, everybody, everybody thinks that they're a detailer. The <laughs> biggest thing I see for the industry is it's kind of made it too easy for people to have these connections and because of that, they like I see a, a growing number of people that are they're not they're I don't want to say they're not learning on their own, but you know for those of us that have been involved in this industry for you know a decade or more, if we were in the middle of a job and we got and we ran into a problem, we had to figure it out. 
you know, and we learned from it, you know, and that's how we got good at what we were doing. And I just, I see so many people now just asking question after question, after question, after question, you know, on various social media things that they're, they're just not learning for themselves anymore. They just want, they just want all the knowledge kind of like imparted to them without, you know, and, and it's, and, for some industries, that's okay. But when you're talking about a skilled industry, when you're talking about a skill, you have to do it. <laughs> you know, you have to screw up. Yeah. And, um, How do you learn not to burn paint? You burn paint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know, and uh, I've said it, you know, I've said it a couple, I've said it a couple times, like especially recently, there's an entire generation of detailers right now that will never pick up a rotary and will never wax a car. And, you know, I'm not necessarily saying that's good or bad. I'm not saying that you have to do that in order to, you know, consider yourself a detailer. But, you know, if you're talking about an industry that you take pride in, you have to learn where it came from. You know, you should learn how to use a rotary. You should know how to wax a car. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know why somebody would ever wax again. Neither why wax. Neither do Boom. I. Neither do I. But I'm. Um, but it was a joke. Should... It was a joke, Kev. Oh, I'm God. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was a joke. All right, DJ. What? Uh, what about you? What's a negative for social media for the industry and your business? In my business, mm-hmm. a um, bad review. Yeah, yeah. Bad reviews can definitely. Uh, Definitely. I mean, I'm trying to think right now. I have a lot of people that the batteries I get are from like people that aren't even like don't even live here, so they just kind of jack up your ratings. <laughs> you know what I mean? Has that ever happened? Oh yeah. At all? You can fight though, and it's just really frustrating. Yeah, but it's like it's, sometimes it's kind of hard to do that. I, I'll respond back immediately, like you know, you don't even live here, blah blah blah. But uh, that's you know, just people actually. I guess more or less your haters yeah. out there. Definitely the the bad part about the uh, social media um, in in the business. So, you know, honestly, like if you're not quick to like fix issues with your clients, we all make mistakes and so forth. And if you make a mistake, I mean, it can spread like wildfire. So it's you know how quickly can you uh, how how quickly can you respond to a negative review? Not even just a review, but a negative comment or anything like that at all. Like you know negative feedback and so forth and if you respond in a professional manner that just really makes you look better opposed to deleting the comment itself or and not addressing yeah. it right yeah you always got to go comment back definitely oh absolutely i leave it there don't you know it's just you can't be perfect you know you got to have that kind of stuff there to show that you're a real business and you're in in how you can take care of a negative situation yeah i've even posted before a negative situation that's happened and you know um, just to say, hey, look, we're not perfect as a company, but here's what we do to fix things whenever something's wrong. So you just kind of take that negative and turn it to a positive. And you can, you know, we all, I'm sure everybody's either read or heard of the book, like Raving Fans. You can easily, oh, okay. um, I mean, it's basically about, you know, people that are going to be willing to go out of their way to kind of talk about you. And, you know, if you can handle a bad situation, you know, well, that almost will create uh, that almost will create a more loyal client than you know, just somebody that's expecting good service and then just gets it. You know, because yeah, speaking you know, of that, you know, there's nothing, there's, there's nothing <laughs> there to talk about. That's so true. We had a client that complained uh, twice. We sent two different crews out, and they both you know missed the mark by by you know missed a few things and the windshield was smeary and the client actually dropped us. So they were, he was a bi-weekly client every two weeks. And he said, you know what, you guys, I can go pay so-and-so, you know, 60 bucks and he'll come pick up my car and blah, blah, blah. You guys can't get your crap together. Well, I addressed it, you know, addressed the situation very professionally. Um, you know, a few emails back and forth, a few phone calls. And, you know, a couple months later, he prepays for the whole entire year to have his car done every two weeks. I mean, because he goes from dropping us yeah. to, you know, prepaying for an entire year because of the way that I handled, you know, the situation. And we as a team handled our situation. With yeah, us. because, I mean, if you're if you're out there to be a reputable company, 
I mean, you know, you're going to, you're going to mess up. All companies mess up. From oh, your, absolutely. But it's how you respond to that. I mean, anybody can say, Hey, thanks for that great review, but you know, who's willing to go that, you know, extra mile when you have an irritated customer, you know, versus just going, Oh, mm-hmm. you know, no, oh, screw them. You know, they, uh, you know, <laughs> they, yeah, yeah, they're, they're wrong. wrong right. I'm right. You know, it's a lot, it's, it's, it's a lot more difficult to, you know, it's a lot more difficult to show your true colors in a situation like that than it is, you know, just have all these fantastic reviews, I guess. Yeah. Hey, so yep. Ian, are, are people in your town, are they on uh, social media? Uh, no, we actually, <laughs> we are still horse. This town's like 15 minutes here. from our town, Marty. You act like fire to cook everything. We, uh, most utensils are not commonplace here. Did you guys get, uh, let's see, Facebook's popular here, but, you know, before we were on MySpace, <laughs> have you guys gotten there yet? Have you gotten MySpace yet? No. That's funny because I was in town the other day and I heard about this thing like farmersonly.com. We we have that, but it's like a more primitive version. Uh, yeah, it's it's nice. the high school gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or your local uh, FFH club. You know, animals are a big deal out here. <laughs> so, so what about negative? I mean, have you had any negative issues with social media? Ian? Uh, not me personally, no, uh, knock on wood, but I, I think a negative, though, is some of the closed Good Facebook wood. groups that are that exist that nice that are nothing but, like, shit-talking to, you know, each other. And, hey, no way. Oh, you got it. My wood's yeah. better than yours. Or, oh, you dumbass, you didn't do it this way. You should have done it this way. You know, it's... People call you well, dumbass? No, not me, oh. but I'm referring to like, people like you do. Oh, that. that's you, the one. So you you know, that's... <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing that I wanted that I want to touch on. I don't understand detailers that are focusing so much attention on marketing their services to other detailers. Yeah, I don't. I, I oh don't, my god, we talked yeah. about that like yeah. it's <laughs> yeah, that's my biggest pet peeve. I don't understand. I that. went off on that. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing in the entire world, Literally. man. Like you could not you waste in, more the time amount of effort, business, and doing shit. Like no, that. if. Just transfer it over to your client base and repurpose it to stupid groups if you care what people think about you. Like it's a. Yeah. I'm sorry if you're listening and do that. You should definitely change. The, you should definitely change the way you do business. I I just you know I don't I don't and 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 tagging you know like tagging a hundred other like detailers in your posts. That's detailers unless you're a product yeah. person and even that's annoying. Like. Yeah. Just not, you know, like what, what are you, what, what are you doing? Like I, I, I could, I could care less what any other detailer in the United States thinks of my work. The only time, not paying the me. only time it's, <laughs> only time it's fun to do that kind of stuff is when you're at SEMA. Or oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's in the groups. Like, you know, let's, you know, check out how strong our industry is. Like, look who's like. That's the only time. Right, but like, I'm not, I'm not I talking about acceptable. that. I'm talking about, you know, like the before, <laughs> no, I know you're the before and after saying, shots, <laughs> and you know, like the, for sure. <laughs> look at look at what I'm working on today, and it's like, oh my god, really? <laughs> yep. So I think for me, uh, the negative, I've. You know, because like DJ, you said, unless you're a product, like, so you get it worse. So, yeah. So we have to, you know, we have to reach out because we're B2B. We're not B2C. And so, you know, you get these guys that uh, they're, they are extremely confident and proud of their work, which, you know, kudos to you. I'm glad that you're confident and super proud of the quality of work that you do. But that doesn't mean that somebody else in a different part of the country that maybe has a different style can achieve the same results that you can because you're so specific on the exact product and the exact system that you have. To me, that's been the issue. And, you know, you, you, you chat with different guys. And we, I've had guys that just outright call. This is, this is one guy. It's been about a year ago or so. Like, he just straight blasted. It was like, you're a fucking rookie. You don't even know what you're talking about. And I was like, I'm just, I'm, I'm not even going to go there, bro. Like, <laughs> and I just kind of was like, yeah, man, no problem, man. I know you're, you're great. And you know, the, the, so to me, I think that's the <laughs> negative is 
is you can get you can you can have guys that whether or not and it has nothing to do with their quality it has nothing to do with their business because then like they just it just seems like something inside of them has to put other people down or yeah. make themselves be better by putting mm-hmm. somebody else's de- else down. Yeah, they weren't loved Instead. enough as a child or something. <laughs> yeah, that's it, Ian. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, it's just like instead of building themselves up and having the biggest building around or the biggest company, they want to try and tear others down. And and I think that's yeah. the negative. I think to me, that's the negative part of the industry. And it's not just me. Like I, you see it all over the place. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's you know, it uh, there's 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 a number of detailers like in my area that. I, I mean, I just can't stand listening to. But there's also a number of guys that in a few years could be my direct competition that I have zero issue helping out. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and I just I'm not helping other people out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's and it's and it's the people, you know, it's 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 those guys that I have the issues with that it's not that I have an issue like that they're going to be competition. It's just, I have an issue with their attitude toward, you know, what they're doing and versus like what I'm doing. And it's like, come on, you know, we're, we're, we're playing with giant matchbox cars. What are you getting all bent out of shape about? (laughs) (laughs) True. True. All right. So, Hey, this has been a great beer. Like let's rate it. Let's talk. I mean, what are we talking? we got one to five stars. You're our guest. I I probably know where you're going to end up, but maybe you surprise us. How do you rate this beer? I'm going to say I'm going to say a four, simply because it's not a stout, and I'm a huge stout fan. <laughs> ah, wow! What's a good stout for me to try? Um, if you can get a hold of any of the uh, Black Hog Brewery stouts. No, no. Um. DJ Left Hand. Left Hand is a good brewery out of Colorado. Oh, they have okay. a lot of good stuff. Yeah, no, 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 oh, if you're in Colorado, just yeah, ask yeah. Dylan. <laughs> no, we're all out of Oklahoma, but oh, we can't. Okay. We, we do get we do get some uh, some Colorado breweries. Oh yeah, well, just uh, uh, what's the name? What's the name of the coconut one? You have no idea. Okay. <laughs> Nope. No, not not you. you. I was asking. I was asking my wife. Anyway, um, oh, <laughs> oh, anyway, I'll I'll find it and I'll and I'll uh, I'll I'll text it to you guys. Yeah, 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 definitely. Sweet. But there's a really right, good. So you gave it a four. Yep. Ian, what do you give it? Four. Thanks. Appreciate it. Moving on. DJ. Four. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna give it a four. <laughs> you didn't even say it right. I didn't. I didn't go low enough and pissed no. off enough. It wasn't. You didn't sound depressed. No. I didn't sound uh, incredible hawkish enough. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, some more anger time. in it. Uh yeah. I mean, four. Actually, that's a really good. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a good beer. It's not a five. It's not a four and a half. You know, I don't want to go below a four because Mm-mm. no, it's a great beer. Like it's a good beer. So right a four is a good score. Yeah. It's not a three. It's definitely right there. It's four. Definitely. I'll, uh, I'll, I, next time I'll get, next time I'll get some, next time I'll get a stout. Next time I won't spend a half an hour online or an hour and a half online and just get whatever. He was getting after it, and he got cut off by uh, Mr. Internet. Stupid Al Gore fucked him again. Damn, Al Gore invented the Internet, and it keeps knocking him off. And pleated pants. And pleated pants. Oh, he's back on. Yeah, I'm back on. Sorry. Cool. All right, hey, so closing thoughts. We got just a couple minutes. Um, You know, what's what's your final thoughts, uh, Ian, and where where do people find you? Uh, you can find me Facebook and Instagram at Redbeard Detail Shop. And uh, final thoughts: instead of shit talking other details, just focus on your own business and your own reality. Don't worry about what other people are doing. Do you, and don't worry about nobody else. 
Nice. DJ. Very cool, man. Uh, yeah, my Instagram handle is at DJ Patterson. Uh, the business is at EcoGreenMD. Um, final thoughts. I'm right there at the end, man. Like, we're talking about social media. Like, just stay in your lane, grow your business. Social media is super powerful. So learn it and do it well, and you'll you'll succeed. Well, you got to do good work behind it, too. But Kevin? Yeah. Yep. Um, what was the first thing? Oh, right, where I am. Um, you can find me Instagram at ArkhamShine underscore Gtechnic. Uh, Facebook is Arkham Shine New Milford. Um, website is ArkhamShine.com. Very simple. Uh, final thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with that. Um, focus on yourself. You know, don't worry. You know, if, if you worry about what everybody else around you is doing, you're going to drive yourself crazy. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Don't worry about your competition. Just make it so you're so good that you don't have competition. You know, yeah. don't let it bother you. And one of the ways to do that is to take anybody who needs help, help them. You know, <laughs> if somebody's coming to you, don't look at, don't, don't, don't treat people as competition. You know, best way to, best way to beat your competition is to ignore them. Wow. Nice. True, true. So my final thoughts, which was pretty cool. So I am in Vegas. We're here for the car wash convention, car wash nice. show. And uh, on the plane, there was a bunch of different car wash owners, operators. I just so happened to sit next to some. I made a fucking stupid mistake. I forgot to check in early enough on Southwest. And so I got like C4. As on Southwest. Oh, I don't know, man. I even it's told myself, DJ make sure. Or it's Marty we're talking about, DJ. Of course, he's going to fuck that up. Exactly. Thank you, Ian, for yeah, reminding me of. Yeah, can't do shit, right? Yeah. You're right. Like, I mean, it's me, so that's just the way it goes. I don't roll with it, and I just so happen, I'm, yeah, I, yeah. I'm passing up these middle aisles. There's only, like, four other people behind me. I'm like, damn it, where am I going to sit? And this lady's, like, waving at me. I'm like, cool. So I sit next to her and her husband. <laughs> no, not like okay, that. She was up? just like, "Oh, I think we'll take you." Yeah. yeah. And, hey, uh, and so we're chatting, we're talking. So it was funny because we started talking social media. They own like five car washes, Damn. and but I asked him. I said, "So what percentage of marketing do you do?" And his big deal was marketing because that's why they've grown. Was marketing? He said, "Well, we do a ton of radio," and he was paying like he couldn't believe how much money he what? was having to spend on radio at his location in Owasso, which is by Tulsa. And he was marketing on 95.5, which is a big country station. And he was like, man, I have to pay so much for this. Da, da, da. I was like, well, do you do social marketing? Oh, yeah. You know, we boost some posts here and there. And then, so I asked him, I said, I said, so let me, let me add, like, when, who, which one of you is on Facebook more? Your wife or you? And I go, oh, it's probably your wife, right? And she looks at him, and then they look at me, and he's like, no, I'm, I can't get off of it. He's like, I'm driving down the road, I like literally driving as I scroll through my Facebook. And I go, cool. So when the radio commercials come on, are you listening to the radio commercial, or are you looking at your Facebook feed? And you know where I got that from, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no idea. No, and he no was like, he literally, line for line, like – I was like, wow, hey. And so, and he was like, you're right. Why am I marketing on radio? I should be putting everything towards Facebook. That's wherever, that's where I'm at. That's where he's, you know. So I would think the take back for social is like, it's, it's not just the camaraderie and what you guys talk about, like literally the opportunity to market and we went into this like you can go into specifically into what people like their age their demographics what you know you can you, you can very target like dj you've talked about one of your main people that you go after is mothers like so you can specifically target women with kids and a social demographic and to me that's the biggest advantage of social media we didn't have that like i know Ian, you always make fun of me that i always talk about it but it's like, fuck it, like, seriously, in 2002, when we started, like, we had, we had, do you guys remember that big book that was yellow? That was it. We had the yellow, like, seriously, that was it. We had the yellow pages. That's all we had. 
you couldn't do any other market. Like that was it. Yep. And now you have so many different opportunities. So anyway, um, thank hey, you guys see, for coming if on. You're at, uh, if you're at ICA, see if you can find Mark Curtis or Dan Petrelli from Splash Car Wash in uh, Connecticut. They're friends of mine. Okay, yeah, I'll try. We like so that's what we're here for the ICA because that's our, our business does detail products as well as car wash. So, you know, we support our customers and that's why we're out here. But like we were talking about earlier, Kevin, uh, when you one of the times you had to hop off, the other goal that we're I'm out here doing is finding a location so that for SEMA, we're gonna do a pints and polishing podcast live. We've got the pint glasses, we're gonna buy people beer. We want to hope to like float some kegs and just get as many detailers in the spot as we can and have a big party talking about detailing and give away free beer. And we already got a couple, two locations that we're talking to. So by the end of the trip, that's, that's really planning us to nail down when and where uh, for SEMA. So we'd love for you to be out there. Um, we talked about doing some IDA stuff and different things like that to support it. So that's, yeah, let me know. I, you know, I'm on the, I'm uh what I'm on the uh, conventions and education committee for IDA. So if there's anything we can do to help you guys out, let me know. Cool. Cool. Definitely. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for your time. I greatly appreciate it as always. Kevin, cool, man. Great talk. Thank you so much for the beer. Thank you for it was really me. cool. That, yeah. That you would send us beer. That's awesome. Um, DJ Ian, as always, thank you guys yeah, for taking your off. time out of your night. Yeah. Hey, Ian, guess what? <laughs> All the way from out here, I guess what I'm doing, I've got one finger. I'm waving it out the window. Guess which finger it is. <laughs> it's the pinky finger. finger as I drink my vodka soda. You're right. <laughs> good call. All right. Have a good night, guys. All right, guys. Have a great one. Talk to you later. See ya.